Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia and you will be. So let's get planning. Happy Thursday or happy other day. Whenever you may be listening to this episode of the Bride Chiller Podcast, I'm Alicia, the host of the show. I love to talk weddings. I love to solve your problems. I love to be an idiot. I uh, really am delighted to be sharing this time with you. And you might have noticed if you've been listening in real time, I-R-T-I in real time, I are... <laughs> Oh dear, I have been doing a bit of a best of on Monday's episode this week and also next week because I really wanted to share with you some of those episodes that I think get lost in the past. Rich was saying the other day, my husband, if you don't know who he is, uh, if you you would know who he is if you've spent any time with me in the past couple of uh, weeks, I suppose. I talk about him quite a lot. He's a big part of my life. Rich sort of said, you know what, it's funny because... You pump out a lot of information, Alicia, and you've got a lot of episodes. Maybe, A, you should take a little break, and B, you should reshare some of the stuff because there's so much information that sometimes just scooted over. Uh, you know, and I was like, good on you, husband. That's a really good idea. So even though in the intro it talks about taking a holiday, I'm not really taking a holiday. I'm going to work. I am recording Q&A Thursdays because I'd like to keep up to date with those and keep you happy. And also just doing a little bit of future planning. I've got lots of exciting things that are being swirled around in my pea brain. And it's nice to have a little bit of time to get them in motion and get them happening. I wanted to actually ask you if you were a subscriber to my email list. Now, I don't want to be one of those people that's like, hey, do you want to join my email list? Join my email list. It's really exciting. But I do want to be one of those people because I actually am really putting a lot of effort into making my emails informative and fun. I mean, it's getting an email from me. What do you expect? But also, I see them as more value. So I want to be able to give you different information that you would be getting on the podcast and on Instagram stories and on Facebook and uh, also I think it's a way for me to directly connect with you and send you deals. I get sent stuff all the time. It's like, what, what do I do with them? Sometimes it's not great for me to be saying, hi, if you use this discount code, QXY.4, it made boring on the podcast. But if I've got it, I can send it to you and share. And I know a lot of you have been using those codes. So it's nice to see that it's uh, helping people. But also, look, it's a place where I make the big announcements. If you want to be a part of something, if I'm going to do something, that's where it's happening. So if you go to thebridechiller.com, you will see multiple places where you can place your email address. I never send shit. I never send spam. I never share your stuff with anyone else. It's all for me because I'm greedy and I'm morally uh, good. So... (laughs) I just wanted to basically remind you because I don't do it enough. Also, I want to thank people who have given me an iTunes review. It is a special gift that says, thank you. I enjoy the show. I really appreciate it. And it also shares the message with other bride chillers and groom chillers who may be scanning through the iTunes to say, oh, she's legit. People listen to that. She's not just someone doing it for six episodes and then fucking off. Mm, No more comments about that. 
Today on Q&A Thursday, I am talking quite a lot about makeup and your appearance and beauty because I know a lot of people struggle with the idea of looking a certain way. And I don't mean this aesthetically. I mean that some people, look, I like makeup. I wear a bit of makeup, not heaps of makeup, but I've certainly had a lot of experience with makeup because of my job. Working in television, you wear a lot of makeup, you put it on, you take it off, you put it on, you take it off, you go home. And to me, I never, I sort of got to the point where I didn't find the idea of sitting in a makeup chair that glamorous, which which is me like going, I didn't find it glamorous, but it was just something that was a part of the job. But I do have to remember that a lot of people don't wear a lot of makeup in their daily lives. And then there's an expectation that when they get to their wedding day, that they are made up like some sort of painted doll, which I really really want to encourage you not to do if it's not your thing because if you in your daily life don't wear a lot of makeup and then you go to a makeup artist and they plaster you with all this stuff and you don't look like you then there's no point to it and I think it's really important for you to remember that don't look like a painted doll if that's not what you're looking for if the painted doll looks your thing great but if it's not it's important to be able to communicate that and maybe that's finding Pinterest pictures, going to magazines instead of saying, I want a natural look. And also it's important to remember that a natural look, air quotes, is quite different depending on which, <clears throat> I sound like an old lady, depending on which makeup artist you visit. So I wanted to start today's show with uh, a recurring guest here, Alicia, my beautiful friend, also with the same name as me. How does that sound? Uh, Alicia Poxrucker is a professional makeup artist. I've known her for a long time and uh, she's Australian. She lives in London and we went out for dinner a couple of nights ago and uh, we also went to her wedding a few weeks ago. It was amazing. And she's going to come on and talk about that in the future. But I had a question from a listener and I had uh, my phone with me and a microphone, of course. And I thought, let's hit Alicia and ask her to answer this question because she's the pro. She knows what she's talking about. And she's a wise woman. So uh, I will be warned, as I say, we'd had a couple of margaritas and we were standing in a park. All glamour here on the Bride Chiller podcast. What better place to do a <laughs> podcast interview than in a seedy park in London with my dear friend, Alicia. Welcome back to the show. Why, thank you. And thank you for bringing me to such a seedy park. <laughs> We just went to a Mexican restaurant. It was far too loud to talk. It was, it was far too loud. But we had a few margaritas. Yeah. Just might make that clear. So if you're hearing this today, that wasn't real. Uh, <laughs> now, you'll know why. Now, you might recognise the lovely Alicia's voice because she's been on the show once or twice. Once, unfortunately. Oh, well, we're going we're gonna to need to fix that. Exactly. Alicia's a very professional makeup artist, hair artist person. I am a hair person artist, well, you're professional. Hair, it's like saying, I'm a, what do they call, like a mixologist. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I am supposedly a professional. No, I'm a professional you hair really makeup are. artist. Yes. Uh, a few weeks ago, you were doing Matt LeBlanc's hair and makeup. Yes, that is correct. I was very fortunate to be his personal on the latest season of episodes, season five, the last one ever. So I got to work with the amazing David Crane, um, who created Friends. So very, very exciting. And Matt was lovely and very easy to work with. Don't say I don't bring good people on this podcast, even if you are my dear friend. (laughs) Yes, exactly. She paid me. No, I'm just kidding. She didn't. She didn't. Now, today you're here because, uh, well... We had a lovely dinner, we and did. I have been contacted by a lovely bride chiller 
with a makeup question. And I'm like, listen, I will ask Alicia that question in a seedy park near an idling bus, if you can hear that. For with this- people waving and cheering out the window. Oh, they look drunk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, good for them. Um, but I'm going to read you the question. Okay, read right. me the question. Right, it's going to have to go this way. So it's from the lovely Helen Fogg. And she says, hey, Alicia. And we could say Alicia's. Hey, Alicia's. Yeah. Hey there, Plural. I'm having a nightmare and I thought you might be able to help me. I've had two very horrible hair and makeup trials. I like a really natural look. Uh, and with both times, I've ended up with a bouffant and Dame Edna's makeup. Now, if people don't know who Dame Edna is, Google her. The ironic twist to this Please. question <laughs> is that I've made up Dame Edna as Dame Edna yes. and as Barry Humphreys. Amazing. I know. And the other funny fact to this story yes. <laughs> is that he actually sent me a personalised book saying to my favourite makeup artist, oh, Alicia, <laughs> to whom I was quite accustomed to. I know, hilarious. So I have this book. My parents have it actually at their house. I didn't bring it with me. But I was like so touched by this that he sent that. He's saying that I'm his favourite makeup artist. Because you're amazing and many people love your makeup and I can see why Barry Humphreys went, F yes, she's my gal. So uh, the lovely, lovely Helen continues. She says, my usual hairdresser is now going to do my hair and I'd like to do my own makeup. Just wondering what people's views on this are. Maybe you could put it out to Facebook Live. No, I'm doing it to a professional here. Uh, my makeup is all the top end stuff, Mac and Bobby Brown, and I do it every day. And it's long lasting and natural, what I like. In both trials, the artist ended up using my stuff, and there is nothing she did that I couldn't. So why then am I paying 300 pounds? I would be fine with doing my own. I wouldn't be stressed out. I've done it daily for the last 20 years. I booked an artist because I thought they would do something better. But actually, I much prefer my own look. Please help me. Love, Helen. Right, Helen. I see your dilemma here. Here we go. go. The problem is I can see both points because people have a set what they do. And if anyone does anything different, it's hard to see yourself as looking good. Or not saying looking good. Um... It's hard to see yourself as something different to mm. what someone else would see you as, if that makes sense. Totally. So you're used to looking at your hair, say you style your hair in a certain way and then someone changes, it's like, but that's not me. But it doesn't mean that it looks better or worse, it's just not what you're used to. So getting used to someone else's makeup is always tricky, but they should work with what you've suggested and what you're doing mm. and then create something that you're happy with. So the problem I have with doing your own makeup is that you won't get a finish of a professional and you are going to look at these photos for the rest of your life, the, the problem is you're going to have to find the right match, which we can help you with. So if you send details to Alicia in regards to when your date is and what you're looking for, we can help find a makeup artist for you to suit you. That's personal service. That's personal service. Um, I don't highly recommend doing it yourself, but in saying that, if you feel more comfortable, then it's your wedding day, you do what you want, and you know, so be it. But I do think that we can find the right match for you, and unfortunately, you've had two bad experiences, which then puts a bad taste in your mouth, and I completely understand why you think, why am I paying for this? But there are so many amazing people out there, yeah. and I think we can find the right one for you, and you've unfortunately had bad experiences. Um, but personally... I think you should get someone to do it. I do too. And it's the whole experience as well. Yeah. Like I paid my friend <laughs> to do my hair and makeup, which I could clearly do myself. You really could. 
But I was like, no, I want that pampering experience on my wedding day. And it's that nice feeling of waking up and knowing you don't have to deal with it yourself and someone else is pampering you. It's a bit of that as well. But if you're not happy and it's your wedding day and you want to do it yourself, do it. But I think we can help find someone for you. I think I totally agree. And gosh, can I just say, your wedding was amazing and you looked fucking stunning. Yeah, she did a good job, I have to say. Well, she had a very good campus. Oh, bless you. <laughs> can we share a photo on... We can, yes. Yeah, all right. Today, I'm going to post on Instagram a photo of the beautiful Alicia and Kirk. We were at their wedding in the south of France. Yes. Very oh. recently. <laughs> I'm not allowed to do that because that's bad. Um, <laughs> um, is that racist? I don't no, think so. No. It's more just Frenchist. But we love yeah. the French. We love the French. That's why I got married there. Yeah, we oui, wait. Oui. Uh, I think you make a very good point about relaxing on the day and not having that pressure. And I get what Helen's saying about, you know, I, I used to do, you, you did, you've done my makeup a yeah. lot of times, but also when I was out on mm. shoots and I didn't have the benefit of sitting on your chair, I would do my own hair and makeup. But exactly. You know you can do it. But also, you're right, there's a longevity. And it's not just the product, it's also how it's applied. It's how it's applied. And it's also the fact that for, for photography... It might look good in everyday life, yes. but for photography, it's a lot different. And it has to be sharper to the eye. And, you know, it is definitely, I think, it's a knack. And unless you're doing it day in and out of professionalism, mm. you're not going to get it from an everyday makeup. Yep. It's just not going to look the same. But as I said before, it is your wedding day, though. So we can only give you advice and you just do what you think's right for you. Helen, we're going to guide you. Alicia's going to. I'm going to pass on your details and pass on Alicia's details. You can to get get together. You can chat it out. You know a lot of people. I know so many people. My friend runs a wedding agency just oh, for wedding. Well, I do a lot of weddings for her um, in between my film and TV work, and you know, and she's amazing. And if she, if I can't do it, if she can't do it, she'll know someone. Will know someone, and they're all. I wouldn't recommend them if they weren't amazing. So you won't have the bad experience. But See, I'm sorry that you went through that. Yeah, I'm sorry that. too because yeah. it is and, and hair and makeup's one of those things that you really want to personal taste. Yeah. yeah. And you want to just lock down that yeah. really good person. Yeah. That's why I've got you locked down. Oh, lock it down, baby. I need to come and like do more things. I was saying to Rich the other day, I've got to get some new headshots and I'm like, yes. I need to book yes. Alicia. Yes, we need to do that. We'll do some headshots. Yeah. Done. 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 And I would like to have you back on the show to do a Bride Chiller graduate episode. To talk through yes. your wedding planning. Yes, definitely. And even the post-wedding as well that I find no one talks about. Yes. Well, let's do it because yes. your husband's living in another, I was going to say state, but it's not true. It's another country. <laughs> it's, it is another country. In, within this country, but we're not allowed to say that. I don't know. It's bizarre. He's living How in Wales. I don't yeah. know. So it, it, He's living across the border. Across the border. It's <laughs> the same, like, border. physical <laughs> ground. It's still the UK. It's the UK, but it's over there. But it is another country. Listen to us. We sound like the brains of the universe. I know. <laughs> Hello. It's Hello. fish tuna. I don't, I don't know. know. Chicken of the sea. <laughs> hey, if people want to follow you. Now, quick, let's okay. talk about. You're also going to come back on the show. Yes. And we're going to talk about your brand. I do. I have a brand. It's. Not for the female type, although you can use it. It's actually a men's makeup, and it's called Gentleman's Polish. And so I'm on Instagram, at Gentleman's Polish. So you can follow my adventures of the makeup world there. It's very exciting. Although it's mostly aimed at the men's side of it, but that's also good because you get to pervert men. You do, and they're all very attractive. But I think it's an amazing product, and I think you're very clever because it's niche. But a lot of people, I think, 
should be using it. Yeah, well, I've got a lot of female clients as well because it is mineral-based and I think it's very light and mineral and people like the way it feels. And most people have come back saying, oh, it doesn't feel like I'm wearing anything. So That's, that's great. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk more about that. Yes, we will. At a very soon future date. Sounds good. Hey, so Gentleman's Polish, at Gentleman's Polish. At Instagram. Gentleman's Polish. On and then you'll Instagram. be able to follow the links within your profile to contact you, especially if you're getting married and you want some uh, makeup, makeup tips, tips or advice or makeup professionally applied. Or to book you. That's it. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Ciao, Bella. <laughs> Welcome back to part two of the Bradshilla Podcast Q&A Thursday. I've got a croaky voice today. I don't know what's. I've just been talking too much, which is not great for a podcaster. <laughs> I am really excited about some of the things that I have planned for this second half of the year. It's been great, actually, just doing a little bit of chalkboarding. Is that what it's called? Fuck, I don't know what it's called. Where you, uh, I've just got to, actually, it's a corkboard, not a chalkboard. What a dick. Uh, I've got this corkboard sitting next to my desk and I've been putting a lot of ideas up about what I want to do with the show, where I want to take it, what I want to give you as in value, new guests that I want to approach. I really like the idea of getting this thing moving and and really making the Bridechiller podcast a community. And I'm sort of doing that on the Facebook page. I think there's more I can do. And what delights me is seeing you guys connecting and you guys connecting in the sense of solving each other's problems. Sometimes you don't even need me. And I'm like, okay, fine. No, I love it. I love seeing you on the Facebook page. It's Bride Chiller Podcast, if you haven't followed. But it's sort of become a forum of people helping each other out or saying, where did you buy that? Or where? what's what's happening here? Or this is my dress? Or, and I really want you to feel open about doing that. So if you haven't become a member of the Facebook group, and you spend some time on Facebook in your day, pop along. It's a really fun place. And it's really nice to see that, that the bride chillers and groom chillers out there have really made it their own. And you just bed in, join your people, have a chat, get to know your fellow bride chillers. What's been great is introducing the bride chiller blog. And thank you for all the people that have so far contributed and sent me an email. We had a lot, and I'm not even kidding you, a lot of people writing in. And the beautiful thing about this is there's no pressure. If you don't know what I'm talking about, a few weeks ago I put a call out and said, would you like to do some occasional blogging for me to share your journey? Because I know, like saying about the Facebook page, a lot of people learn from real life experiences. You listen to me and I tell my anecdotes and I have people on, you know, Q&A Thursday are so popular because you get to learn from other bride chillers and hear that other people have the same problems or other people are experiencing similar problems or sometimes you're going, I'm not experiencing any and other people are. Ha 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 No, that's not true. But some, it's just nice to feel that you're not alone. So the bride chiller blogger sort of scheme, it sounds like some sort of government scheme that I've created, is just a way that I could give you an extra voice and for you to contribute to write a couple of blogs and to follow along. Now, I will say if you write to me saying that you'd like to be a part of it, I will be very happy. But also, we have only got so many days in the week to post blogs at the moment, so it's quite chock-a-block full. But saying that, if you're getting married in a year, we can make it work. We can make it work. I really want you to be a part of it. Jess and I are working our buns off to figure out how to schedule all this stuff and get it out. But the blogs are so good. 
I just want to do a quick shout out. This week, we had an amazing blog from Bride Chiller, Vanessa. She wrote all about saving for we- saving for a wedding and using an app. And I don't want to give too much of it away, but just basically sort of saying she's from Canada and her partner, Graham, and her are planning a wedding. She is doing field research in Sierra Leone, that is in Africa, and she's trying to plan her wedding from afar. But also, she's talking about this idea of combining finances and saving money. And it can be really challenging when you're trying to plan for this huge event but also you living your life. You've got other things to do. So she writes very candidly about trying to come up with a financial plan and they have been using a great money-saving app so they can keep track of their finances. So that is one of the blogs that I shared this week and it's a doozy. Also, I have an amazing blog from Bride Chiller graduate, Erica. She just got married and... Uh, She's a sassy broad. Her wedding photos are stunning. Oh my Lord, so good. She wrote a fantastic blog about assembling your squad, your maid chillers, your groom. I haven't figured a word out for them yet. Groomsmen chillers doesn't work. Ah, your people. And also this idea that we don't need to have 50 people. You don't need to feel pressured to invite 28,000 made chillers if that is not your prerogative it's really great blog just saying listen and it's sort of what i preach all the time the idea to say hey you don't feel have to feel pressured just relax take a deep breath move on she says it in a much better way than what i just said it lastly also uh, lastly also very good grammar very good diction look i don't want to go through every blog because there are some amazing ones here but also Lastly, I just want to say Bright Chiller Liz has a very lovely blog about finding her wedding dress and this idea that uh, she had her dream wedding dress in her mind. It was quite expensive, but then also embracing another wedding dress and letting the other one go. And it's nice because we've all been there. I do it every time I go to the shops. I'm like, I really like those boots, but they're 3,000 pounds. And why am I in a shop that sells boots for 3,000 pounds? That's like four months went. Went rent. So I think this idea that you need to sometimes clear the cash or the cash, as the Brits say, and find something that works for you, but also embracing a second item that's equally as beautiful. There it is. So thank you, Bride Chiller bloggers. I really am looking forward to reading more of your blogs. And if you'd like to get in touch, all you need to do is uh, head to, well, you just send me an email, basically, thebridechiller.com. And go to the contact page, send us an email, either myself or lovely Jess, my virtual assistant, will, uh, I don't know why I said it, like she's whimsical, will write back to you with all the details. All right, time for some more questions. Hi Alicia, this is Lauren from North Carolina. I have a hair and makeup question for you. I recently got my bridal portraits done in my hometown and had my hair and makeup done for them. The woman who did my hair and makeup here was wonderful and fabulous. It made me look hot, and I thought I looked great um, and achieved the exact look that I was going for just off of a couple of pictures. But she won't be the woman who's doing my hair and makeup on the day of my wedding because I'll be getting married 12 hours from my hometown. Oh, pause. 
bridal portraits, by the way, are a photo shoot of the bride prior to the wedding day of the bride in her day of outfit, dress, jewelry, makeup, the whole nine yards. And then those pictures are displayed at the wedding on the day of. I used to think that was something everyone did. However, I was informed that's not the case. It's just a Southern thing. Who knew? Anyway, I'll be getting married 12 hours from where I live, and I was up there for vacation a couple of weeks ago and finalizing wedding plans and had a hair and makeup trial up there. It was horrible. The woman made me look like a clown. My eyebrows were huge. The lipstick was the wrong shade, and I looked like a hooker. When I asked her to change my eyebrows, she made them darker, which is weird because I'm blonde. So, of course... I frantically looked around for a second hair and makeup trial, and the second salon that I went to, these women were really nice and open and talkative to me about what I wanted and what I didn't want, and they did an okay job. They didn't quite achieve the look that I had in my bridal portraits that I loved so much, but I thought they were great, so I'm going to go with them. Also, I didn't have any more time to do another hair and makeup trial because it's a destination wedding for me. Anyway, I'm hoping that you can help me learn how to talk to hair and makeup professionals about what I do and don't want. I'm assertive in my everyday life, but for some reason when it comes to hair and makeup professionals, I'm shy and I'm afraid to tell them when I don't like something or to alter something. And I'm hoping you can maybe help me out with that. I have loved everything you've done so far. Thank you for all the tips and tricks and keeping me the coolest bread chiller around. Um, Keep it coming. Happy days. Lauren, great question. And also I thought it was just appropriate to use your question in this episode, considering uh, what Alicia and Alicia and Alicia and Alicia, my team of Alicia's talked about earlier in the show. It is really difficult sometimes to communicate with hair and makeup artists because some of them are unwilling to listen. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. If you go to a hairdresser and you ask for just a little trim and they hack off 14 inches, it really gives me the shits. And, uh, you know, I've gotten to the age my age, my old age now where I go, well, I don't go back to hairdressers that don't listen to what I say because yes, they're a professional, but no, when it comes to doing a super chop, when I didn't ask you to do that and it's my hair, it's my body, it's my choice. So I do think it's important when you are going to a new hair and makeup artist, especially for an event such as a wedding, that you take along as many images and as many options of showing them what you want as possible. The more that you can show them, and Alicia did say this as well, the better that it is. Also, if they are doing something and it's uncomfortable, I I really get it. It's uncomfortable if they do something, like you said, that she put on some Ronald McDonald clown eyebrows for you, one of the makeup artists that you went to. It's really uncomfortable to say, I don't like that. Because when you are dealing with someone that's standing three inches from your face with a pencil uh, poking in your eye, it's hard to say, I don't like that because you feel like you're criticizing their work. But, here's the big but, you are paying them to make you look a certain way. Again, as Alicia did say, I keep referring back because she's great and I want her sitting here right now to answer this question, wedding makeup especially for photography, can sometimes be a little heavier and it doesn't translate that when you have the photograph taken. As you might have noticed, having your wedding photos, what are they called? I have to go back now and figure out what they're called. Hang on. Bridal portraits. Okay, that's a new thing for me. I'm adding that to my brain. Bing! Done. 
when you had the bridal portrait strain, you went, yes, the photos really reflect exactly the way I want to look. And it'd be interesting to see if you took any photographs on your phone of your face to compare how your face looked on your phone photos compared to the professional photos. Because I often find, going back to my experience with TV and hair, TV and hair makeup, TV, oh, I can't say it. What's happened to me? I'm having some sort of breakdown. Hair and makeup for TV. Gosh, sorry about that. That it's often at a 11 when you really want it to be, it looks in person at an 11, where on TV it looks a seven of heaviness. So it's a very delicate balance of finding someone that's good at doing natural makeup or making it look a certain way without making you look, as you say, like a hooker. Some hookers have great makeup and that's why they make a lot of money. So it's important that you find examples of how you want it to look. I think that bridal portrait is a perfect example of just carting that thing all over town until you can find someone that can make it look like you want it to look. It's important that you communicate and this is where being a bride chiller comes to your advantage. You can communicate in a nice way and say, listen, lady or man, I think what you're doing here is great but I don't usually have my eyebrows that dark and it makes me feel a little uncomfortable. So I was hoping that we could rework the eyebrows to make them a little bit more natural. So I think a majority of artists, makeup artists and hair artists will not have a problem with you saying that to them. I do think it's important that you get it sorted out in the trial. And I do think it's important that if they've got a bad attitude or they don't accept the way that you are asking for them to do something differently, that you sort it out before the wedding day. You don't want any of this shit going down on your wedding day. I've got a couple of personal anecdotes. I don't know if I've got time to share too many of them because I really wanted to get onto one more bit of audio to share with you. But oh, just quickly, just quickly. One of my friends had, uh, we were working at a radio station and she had her hair done regularly at quite a nice hairdressing salon in uh, Tasmania, in Hobart, where we lived. And the hairdresser was a regular advertiser on the radio show that we were working on. And uh, she'd been going to him for a while. And he had said, I don't know if it was at a bar or something, he, he had basically volunteered to do her wedding hair for free. And uh, I think also her sisters, her bridesmaids. And leading up to the wedding... He was a bit iffy about it, but he still went along and said, yeah, I'll do it. And then on the wedding day, they went there to have the hair done. And I don't think they'd done a trial because he'd sort of said, I'll do it all for free. I'll suss it out on the day. And my friend had said, I remember talking to her at the wedding after she'd just been married saying, oh my God, that guy was such a jerk. He was so shitty about having to come in on Saturday morning and working for free. And look, and again, this I'm not everyone's getting anything for free, but it was just this weird attitude. But because he was doing the wedding hair for free, there was sort of, I mean, she looked amazing in the end, by the way. This is not a bad story about how it, the outcome. But his attitude was, I don't give a shit. He still did great hair. And I always felt, ah, oh, it's really a shame because she couldn't even, I think there was, an, there was an issue with her sister's hair, didn't quite go the way it wanted to, and uh, they couldn't really bitch about it. They couldn't really complain because he had an attitude, they were getting it for free. It really gave a vibe of not relaxing and getting ready. It was like, oh, we've got to battle this hairdresser because he's got an attitude because we're not paying him because, you know, we were drunk at a bar and he agreed to do it. And it was all a bit of a mess. 
And talking to my friend about it, she's always like, ah, oh, it was a real shame because we had a good relationship going before that. Now I can't go back to it because he was a dick on my wedding day. So look, the point of that anecdote was obviously they got it for free. So it's a different circumstance, but you know, he wasn't willing to listen to what they really wanted. And there was a fight and you don't want to have a fight with any of your vendors on your wedding day. That should be a priority for you. And as a bride chiller, it's all about communicating, listening to what you want and figuring out a way to communicate that without being a dick. Oh, gosh, got a bit angry. Lauren, I know that you're going to look gorgeous. Just take your bride chiller vibes with you. Breathe. Be cool. Be polite. Be forceful in a polite way and get it done. This is a bit of a long episode. I was going to apologize for it, but sorry, not sorry. I mean, you know, I'm on quote unquote holiday, not holiday. I'm just going to work, just doing my stuff for the next couple of weeks. I wanted to give you lots of value with these Q&A episodes. And I wanted to share this uh, final story. It Look, I, it's going to explain itself, but we were talking about hair and makeup and I remembered I recorded this story at work and I thought it might be a good one to share in this episode. Right here. We, I always talk about getting beauty things done before your wedding day, not going and having a facial or something because you don't want a skin breakout. Benita, you had an unfortunate event. Tell me about it. I did. So I was getting married two Saturdays ago. On the Monday night, I got my eyelashes, my false eyelashes put in. Can I just say, they look amazing. They honestly, they're the best lashes like ever. I love them. And I think I'm addicted now. Apart from the pad that they put down on your bottom lid went into my eye and scratched my eye. Um, and I had to go to A&E on the Wednesday before the Saturday wedding. And I had eye drops. I had a panic attack while I was in there because I was by myself. And I just thought, why have I done this to myself? So you went along, you had the treatment. Did she finish the eyelashes before you could go to emergency? Oh, no, no. Yeah, honestly, I had them done Monday night. Tuesday came into work. I was like, oh, my eyes are a bit red and watery. Oh. And, um, yeah, Wednesday, I was like, do you know what? I've got to go to A&E because this is ridiculous. Luckily, I live next to Moorfields Eye Hospital. so it was. Well, that's handy. I mean, thanks, lady. So handy. But, honestly, I was so upset. I was like, why have I done this to myself? My eyelashes are actually really long under here. They're actually oh, decent. You've got beautiful natural eyelashes, but you're going to up the game. Up the she game. scratches the fuck out of your eye Yeah. three days before your wedding. Yeah. I then have a panic attack in the hospital and cry to the optician who doesn't really care. <laughs> and then what? Um, so then I do drop four times a day for a week. But luckily, the morning of the wedding, all was fine. Super magic. Honestly, I think I pray. I'm Hindu, so I think I pray to all of the gods. Good. Yeah. Well, you got to... Spread the spread the love with all the gods. All of them. Every single one of them. All million of them. <laughs> and my eyes is there a god of eyelashes? God of bad beauty beauticians? Oh, I have no idea. There's Kali Ma who, who protects you from evil. So. There you go. Bride Sheila's out there listening. Who are we praying to? Kali Ma. Kali Ma. If you're going for beauty beforehand. Kali Ma's your girl. Yeah. She's going to help you out. She is. Well, look, I think they look gorgeous. They are gorgeous. I'm so happy that... Your eye recovered. You weren't wearing some sort of patch on the wedding day? No, no patch, no diamond patch. Had you thought about that? I did actually think about a diamond patch. (laughs) 
You do some, a small DIY craft project the night before the wedding to go, if I have to do this, it's going to be fucking stunning. No, uh, knowing me, I'd probably put super glue on the eye patch and it'll oh go my to my eye. This girl. Well, congrats on the wedding. Um, you, they do look good and you just like, you're a walking advertisement for eyelash extensions. What are they Thanks. called? A feather? Some They're sort a of feather. They're feather. an expensive, an expensive lash. Yeah. Let's we'll say. £150 that was. What? I know. Crikey's. Oh, no. They're still really good though. Thanks. Oh, she makes me laugh. I Look, it was an unfortunate story. It did look, the, the eyelashes looked amazing. I was shitting you not. They were amazing. And it made me want to run out and get them, even with the eye damage. <laughs> what does that say about me? I've had a lot of fun today. How about you? Have you enjoyed the show? Have you reviewed the show? Have you sent me something saying how much you enjoy it? I love hearing from you. I am not the person that says, don't send me praise. Send me praise. If you like the show, send me praise. It's also nice for me to share your praise uh, on the internets and encourage other people to enjoy the show as well. So just to recap, if you'd like to get in touch, if you'd like to uh, send me a donation, you can do that via thebridechiller.com. If you are interested in listening to past episodes of the show, if you do want to go back into the back catalogue, you can do that via iTunes or you can also head to thebridechiller.com and go to the, uh, you'll see the menu at the top, it'll say the back catalogue. You can go and look at all the past episodes. There's a candy search bar, so if there's something specific you're looking for, you can also uh, look for it there. Listen to it at work. Your boss doesn't care. And if they do, send them my way. That's what I say. Thebridechiller.com is where you go for all the information. I hope you're having a great week. Monday's episode is a replay of one of my favorite episodes and one of your favorite episodes, uh, if the ratings are a reflection of that. That is with Meg Keane from A Practical Wedding. She is such a sassy broad. She says everything that uh, we want to hear. And she runs a really great website. I love A Practical Wedding. And I'm so happy to share this episode with you again. And I can't wait to hear your feedback. I'd really like to get Meg back on. So if you enjoyed the episode and you have something you would like me to ask Meg, then how about you send that to me uh, via an email or via some sort of messaging service over the internet on social media? There are so many options. I can't list them all. I will encourage you to follow me on Instagram, though, because I have been going off with my Instagram stories. You get to see lots of behind the scenes of our lives. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's very silly. Sometimes I give away prizes at random. So you never know when you might be watching and you might go home with a piece of Bright Chiller merch. So I encourage you to follow me. It's just my name, Alicia McCormack. Alicia McCormack. Or you can just follow the link via the website. Okay, I've talked for too long. Hope you're having a great week. Until Monday, happy days.